Hey guys, so I am back from LA. Today I'm going to be telling you about my time in LA. I'm going to tell you about my Coachella experience. And I'm also going to be telling you about how I have my boob job booked in for a week's time. Ah! Okay, so I am back in London. Our, my last podcast was actually filmed in LA because I was there for two weeks. And I have a lot to update you on. I've, I kind of gave you the rundown last time we spoke about what I thought about LA. But I feel like I hadn't properly... No, I had experience that I actually really, really liked it. Very surprisingly. Now I can give you like my full kind of thoughts on it because I've, I've spent the two weeks there. I'm back home now. I've had time to reflect. And I actually really liked it. I was not expecting to like it whatsoever because it just didn't seem like my vibe, to be honest. LA, like um, the people, the, the fakeness, the, the things I'd heard of, I was like, this is not my vibe whatsoever. But I had a great time. I was just quite silly the whole time. I went on a lot of nights out. I went and ate loads of nice food. It was really, really great food there. Everything is disgustingly expensive. Like, I thought New York was expensive, and New York is really expensive. It's kind of like London, but LA, it's just, I mean, maybe it's just the places that I was going, because I, I wanted to go to, like, all the really, like, standard, like, bait places. I don't really know what bait means, to be honest. It's, ever since moving to London, everyone always says bait. Like, I don't know, what's bait? Obvious, like, bait. Like, um, I'm trying to think of something that's obvious in London. Like Westfield, like a shopping centre. I don't know if this is going to be like, if you don't live in London, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, people are like, oh yeah, Westfield is bait. Or like, Urban Outfitters and Oxford Street is bait. But I'm like, what do you mean by that? But I've started using it. I've started using the word and I don't know if I'm using it correctly. But anyway, I went to go to all the bait restaurants. Like, all the ones that like, you know, just the typical LA ones where there's like celebs spotting all the influencers go. So I went to all them. They were really expensive, but had a great time. Had some great food. Hung out with my friends. Went to Coachella. Wait, we haven't spoken about Coachella. I need to give you an update on that. First of all, any life updates? I don't think so. I got my flight. I got in yesterday, so I'm a little bit jet lagged. So you have to bear with me here. Feeling kind of like I'm I'm floating. I've had like three hours sleep in the past 36 hours. No, 48 hours maybe. On the flight home, to be fair, I was very lucky. I was in business. <laughs> Not to brag, but I actually did get a business class ticket and it was... It is incredible. It's an incredible experience every time. And I will tell you every single time it happens because it's, I just never think it's real life. But um, I was in business and there was a man beside me. And the entire time, he was with his girlfriend, the entire time he kept his sunglasses on. And this is a, what, 11 hour flight? Which is, by the way, it's horrendous, an 11 hour flight. I don't think I've ever done a flight that long before, but it's crazy. Um, and he had his glasses on, his hat and his glasses on the entire time. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, why does this man have sunglasses like I I get comfy on, on, a, on a flight like if because it's business class you can turn it into a bed so you know I've got I've got my sweats on the socks are coming off I've got a duvet on hair's going in a bun face mask eye mask you know why why wouldn't you fucking get comfy they also give you like a kit they'll give you pajamas I don't put the pajamas on because that scares me but you know I, I get comfy and this man just sits there with his hat and his glasses on the entire time I was like this is suspicious didn't really think anything of it didn't recognize me there anyway I'm walking out of the after we land I'm walking into the arrivals bit and that's where all the like chauffeurs are with the little boards with their names on it with people's names on it and I saw someone holding a plaque a card with Cameron Dallas written on it and I was like whoa that's crazy like Cameron Dallas is like in the airport right now I'm assuming everyone here knows who Cameron Dallas is like that was my shit when I was growing up like he was the love of my life growing up I loved him by the way if you're watching this on video right now look at my nails I do I was quite anxious the other day and I just bit off like one hand and it looks so bad so you just have to ignore that
but yeah, I was I was like thinking like, wow, it's crazy. Like he's probably within the vicinity of me. Like we might be breathing the same air right now. Me and Cameron Dallas, ultimate like, like I you know I did a lot of celeb spotting when I was in LA, which is, you know, I just loved it. <laughs> but anyway, I did I did see like a lot of cool people. Like I went to Coachella, of course. I'm gonna like see loads of cool people from afar, but um. That was like that was a real moment for me, Cameron Dallas for some reason. And he's like not even like I mean, I guess he is quite famous. Um but anyway, I'm like looking at this guy holding the card and then someone walks over to the the, the, the guy with the glasses and the hat on walks over to the card and like gives the man his bag and I'm like The man who kept his hat and glasses on for the entire ten hours was Cameron Dallas. He sat beside me the entire time. I didn't even fucking realise. He looks very different. But yeah, that was my crazy story about my flight home. Any other updates? Oh my God, last time we spoke, I was like, I'm meant to be getting a boob job, but then I also lied about having cancer and said I didn't have cancer to the doctor. Um, and then they kind of like caught me out and they're like, why did you lie about having cancer? Like, this is an important like part. To, like, this is something you should tell your doctor when you're like going in for surgery for something else. Um, so at that point, I was like, well, fucked it. No, I'm like... I fucked it for myself and there's no way they're gonna like want to perform surgery on me when I've got active cancer uh, but turns out they don't really mind which is fantastic because now I'm booked in to get a boob job in one week in one week I'm going to have tits and I'm terrified about it not terrified the only thing I'm worried about is the recovery and I know I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos doing a lot of research and all that shit I don't know how to sleep like I sleep on my stomach and you know I actually did convince myself at times in my life, the reason I didn't have boobs, the reason I was so flat chested was because I lay on my stomach. Upon reflection, I think that might not be true. And that's just another thing that I had in my head. Um, like how I thought that my cancer tumour was a tracker from the government when I got my vaccination. When you get your boobs done, apparently you have to sleep sitting up, which I cannot do. I hate sleeping sitting up, which is why when I, by chance, get to get a business class ticket, like through work or something, it's amazing because otherwise I wouldn't sleep. If I was on an 11-hour flight, which I actually know I have been on a long flight, I went to Jamaica and Mexico with Tilly, and both those times I was obviously in, um, because it wasn't with work, it was just a holiday, I was obviously in economy because I would never fucking buy a business class ticket on my own, are you joking? They're so expensive. But anyway, um, I was sat in economy and I did not sleep the entire 12 hours to Mexico. I sat, like, I just, I, I cannot sleep sitting up. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do when I get my boobs done. That's a hurdle that I'm going to have to jump, but could be worth it to have tits. I'm honestly so excited. I posted a TikTok and was like, oh, like, my last holiday with no boobs. TikTok took it down, of course, because anytime I'm in a bikini, like, TikTok is like, minor in the nude, minor in the nude. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I know I have the body of a 12-year-old boy, but I'm not a minor, I swear. But I, yeah, I said in my TikTok, like, this is my last holiday with no boobs. And all the comments were like, no, Olivia, like, don't do it. Like, trying to shit on me. And I was like, sorry, like, do you understand how exciting this is for me? Like, I'm so fucking excited. Like, the fact that I am going to have, you know, I'm getting a small B, so it's not going to be anything crazy, but the fact that I'm going to have boobs is the most exciting thing ever to me. Like, I actually could cry thinking about it. Like, I'm just, like, thinking about all the things that I want to wear, like, all the bikinis. I'm going to, like, feel confident enough to, like, post in. Not, like, that's, like, really doesn't matter. Like, I just feel, like, really unconfident, like, in summer when I've got no tits. So, like, I'm just really fucking excited. I put up a, like, a poll last time because I talked about boob jobs and I was like like do you or like do you agree with boob jobs like do you think each to their own or is it just not for you and 61% said each to their own 39% said not for me so we're kind of like we're kind of evenly split there and like you know what I, I do always think each to their own when it comes to 
um, like altering your body in any way. I never judge people. I definitely don't ever judge people. I think it's kind of fucked when celebrities do it. Like people who like, like, like people's role models do it and then they lie about it. I think that's really fucked up. I think if you have a place of like, um, I mean, also no one owes anyone anything. I'm kind of torn in my head about that. Honestly, I'm just like, anyone do what the, f- what the fuck you want. Like for me, I've just been so self-conscious about this like forever. I was about to say like, I'm like, it's kind of different for me because like I literally have no tits and I just want to get small tits. It's not as if I already have like a pretty good set of knockers and I'm like, give me double Fs. But then if I did want to do that, like, who am I to judge? Kind of gutted because my mum's my mum my can't come look after me because she's on holiday, which is really selfish. She's on holiday when I'm getting a boob job, which is kind of fucked up when you think about it. Um, so I don't know how the fuck I'm going to, like, get back from the hospital. I think I'm going to have to, like, do it on my own. I feel like I, I'm, I'm kind of panicking internally about that because, like, how the fuck am I going to get back from the hospital? Like, I don't have my mum. And maybe I'll get my sister to come down and stay with me, actually. I'll let you know how it all goes. I'm going to do a full, like, dedicated podcast on the, like, the boob job and, like, the recovery and all that shit. Because I also, like, um, I don't want to influence anyone to get a boob job. However, I do know with with my platform comes a lot of influence and responsibility. Um, and I have, like, over the past, like, since we've known each other, I have been, like, talking about my boobs and how much of an insecurity they are and all this kind of stuff. So I feel like you guys know it's not, like, a rush decision and it's not, like, a rash decision. And it has been something I've been thinking about for a long time. And I have done lots of research into it and all the above, you know. I've also talked about the risks because it is a health risk. It's fucking surgery. You have to get it, like, redone every 10 years, I'm pretty sure. So you need to make sure you're, like, financially able to do that. But I, like, this girl I follow... Um, oh, I'm, I don't know if you know her. She's a TikToker. She's called Jackie Alexander. She's so nice, but she's Australian, and she also has like a really, really flat chest. Like we're, we have a very similar chest. Um, and she posted a TikTok being like, "Oh yeah, like I saw Olivia Neal said she might be getting a boob job, and like it's made me kind of want to get one." And I was like, "Oh, like that makes me feel terrible. Like I don't want to like make anyone feel like they have to get one because the thing is, it's like I, I am." <sighs> It's, like, my own insecurity. And, like, I see Jackie Alexander, who's got, like, the same tits as me. Like, she's very flat-chested. And I think she looks amazing. And I would never, ever think that she would need to get a boob job. And I think, like, the way... Like, it really, really suits her body type. I think the way clothes fit her with no boobs is amazing. I just think she looks so good. But then on me, I'm like, oh, like, you would look a lot better with a little makeup. So, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to influence anyone. That, that I honestly got really scary whenever I saw that TikTok. I was like, shit, my power is kind of scary at times. Because like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to influence anyone to do anything. So like, do not take what I say. Don't, don't do as I do. Do as I say. That's not the saying, but you know what I mean. I say that all the time because I do some silly shit in life. Other update cancer update went to the hospital today that's why I had to come back from LA I was so gutted I honestly like did not expect this but like didn't want to leave like I wanted to extend my trip so badly in LA like I was having so much fun um but I had to come home for a cancer appointment I was like you know what this feels like the right thing to come home for if I extended my trip in LA to have fun and go out and not and then just skip a cancer appointment I think that would be a little bit silly but it honestly was the most pointless thing in the world. Like, I woke up this morning at the fucking crack of dawn. By crack of dawn, I mean 8am. So really not that bad. Um, but I'm still jet lagged, so I didn't go to sleep till like 4. But anyway, 
wake up at uh, 8am, go to the hospital. My mom, my mom came with me, bless her. But she's actually, no, she's here for, um, she's doing the marathon on Sunday. Crazy bitch. Don't really understand marathon runners. I mean, I do. Because I think that like, it would be the most amazing accomplishment ever to say that you've done a marathon. And like, someday I probably will do it. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I kind of enjoy running. So it feels like something I will do in life. But at the minute, I think my mum's a crazy bitch. I know she's doing that on Sunday. Um, but she came a bit early so she could come with me to my, oh, I got the hiccups, appointment. If you don't know, I had to like switch over to the NHS just because like I was going to like a private dermatologist before and they're like, why are you here? You have cancer. And I was like, mm, fair enough. So I go to the NHS, go to the hospital, fucking hate hospitals. I go in, see the guy, checks my whole body, which was kind of like, I wasn't expecting it, but like he was like, oh, like while we're here do you want me to just check over your body to make sure you don't have any other tumours and whatnot? And I was like, I mean, may as well while I'm here. But like, I was, oh, it just made me really uncomfortable. I was like, I wear like, yeah, I was wearing like a black lace thong. <laughs> and I was like, what if this fucking like doctor is like, what a whore, why is she wearing a fucking lace thong on like a, on a Thursday morning? Like, get a fucking grip but anyway I, I went in I put on like that little gown with like my ass and he was like don't tie it up at the back so my ass was just out in my fucking lace thong and he was just like checking over me and I was like this is so uncomfortable I it was just horrible and he was like it was just like he was like a young man as well and I was like oh not nice anyway the all over body check was good no more, no more cancer <laughs> just the one on my arm but then he was like okay yeah so we're probably just going to have a meeting about it and discuss what to do and we'll get back to you. And I was like, so still nothing. What are we going to do here? He's like, we're probably going to have to do a surgery, but we'll get back to you. And I was like, well, better get that sorted because I've got a fucking boob job coming up. Didn't tell him that, obviously. But yeah, still no answers. Not answers, just still no like progress on it. But then like, I got like, I don't know, there's something so depressing about hospitals and then, like, I had to, like, when I was just, like, sat there in the hospital, I was, like, staring at the wall, and I was, like, fully about to cry. I've been kind of feeling like that, like, very much on the edge of tears today. Um, I'm not going to cry because my life actually is really good. And I've been telling, like, I was literally driving here, and I was, like, it was a very grey and rainy, and I was just fucking at a cancer appointment. And my ex is still, the drama is still ongoing with him, and I was just, like, on the verge of tears and the whole way and I had to keep being like your life is amazing you just got back from LA you're about to get tits you have a loving family like, I had to just like keep telling myself how amazing my life was so that it wouldn't break down into tears and then my mom you know what pisses me off when my mom is like you need to see someone I'm like, why are you making me fucking even... Like, it makes me even more sad. Like, I mean, so fair enough. Like, I think she could... Like, on the way back from the hospital, I was driving, staring. Like, re like I was gripping the fucking steering wheel, just trying not to cry, because I'm not going to cry, because that's stupid, because there's actually really nothing wrong with my life. It's actually really good. It could be so much worse, do you know what I mean? What's, what's a little bit of, like, non-fatal cancer? There's medicine to fix it, do you know what I mean? We're going to be okay. Anyway, she was like, I think you should see someone, like a therapist or a counsellor. And I was like, Paula, shut up. <laughs> she was like, okay, Olivia. Because like, the second she says that, it makes me so upset for some reason. And I'm like, oh my God, maybe I actually am quite sad. Oh my God, no. The tears are coming to my eyes. I'm all good. Let's talk about Coachella because that's going to like take my mind off the whole cancer thing. There's honestly nothing to talk about there anyway. Coachella. I obviously just come back from LA. 
and I went to Coachella. First time ever. Didn't know what to expect. People often are like, oh, Coachella's the worst. Like, it's all like fake people and like, everyone just goes, it's more like a fashion show than a festival. And I don't have that much experience of festivals. I went to Glastonbury, which was really, really fun, but it's intense because you camp at Glastonbury. I mean, I don't think you have to camp, but I think m- most people camp because it's in the middle of nowhere. It's It's just like, Oh, and it's in England, so the weather's not that good. Well, whenever I was there, it was kind of like grey and raining, and so the floor would get mucky. And Glastonbury is huge. Like, the festival is so, so big. So, like, walking, like, it's just a lot of walking, rain, camping, waking up in the cold with, like, techno. Well, for me, I was beside techno stage. It started at, like, 10 a.m. Not even techno, like, heavy drum and bass. And it started at, like, 10 a.m. every day. And I would wake up and literally be, like, like, I would wake up hungover and just think, I, I cannot do this. There would be, like, 12 people in my tent. It was... Honestly, I was so, so blessed to be there because, like, Glastonbury is, like, the I I would say Glastonbury is, like, the best festival in the world. Like, I think it's, like, the most iconic one. I think, like, Woodstock probably used to be. I watched that documentary on Netflix. It was really, really good. Um, oh, my God, I saw so many... Sorry. <sighs> Sidetrack, guys. Um, I've been watching so many good series at the minute that I need to put you on to. So, the first one is Beef on Netflix amazing such a good show you have to watch it if you like white lotus i think you'll like beef kind of like that vibe like eh, not not similar at all but i just think you'll like it if you liked white lotus and the second thing i watched was jury duty jury jury do you say do do we say duty or judy we say judy don't i have no idea anyway jury duty that's i'm gonna say say it in american accent that's not been another problem for me i keep putting on american accents Uh, i think maybe because i was around american people for a long time but anyway it's on amazon prime it's a fantastic show it's really 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 funny it's basically like about a like a jury duty like a like one of those like cases like court case except it's like oh Except it's a fake court case and everyone is actors apart from one person who's just a normal, like, he's a normal guy, has no idea, thinks he's been called in to do a jury duty on this, like, random, like, civil court case. And there's, like, a documentary being made about that court case because, like, in America, that's, like, quite a common thing. They've got, like, Judge Judy and shit. Like, like, there's often, like, cameras or shows about real-life court cases, whereas in the UK that would never happen. So he just thinks that this is, like, a documentary being made about it. But So, like, he's completely... It's basically like one big prank on this one guy. It kind of sounds weird, but it is the fucking funniest thing in the world. You have to watch it. It kind of gives, like, office vibes. It's really funny. Would highly recommend. Very, like, creative concept of a show as well. Anyway, where are we where are we going with that? We were talking about Coachella. So, first off, Coachella is in Palm Springs, Palm Springs, which is like a 4-hour drive from LA. And like when I left LA, it was like 16 degrees, a little bit drizzly, like not that nice, and the whole way, whole drive there, it was like it was it was raining. Like, it wasn't, it was not warm. And then we, like, entered this, like, fucking, what's that called when you, like, go into, a, like, a microclimate? We entered a microclimate, which was Palm Springs, and it's in the desert, and it was, like, 33 degrees. It was so hot, um, which is, like, interesting as well, because, like, obviously, I'm used to, the only festival I've gone to is Glastonbury, which has been in the rain. So, like, having to go to, not ha- having to go, like, I was so lucky to be there. But, like, going to a festival in that heat was intense, um... But it was so fun. I was there with, like, all my friends. 
as for like people saying it's like a fashion show and it's all really fair i had a great time i got really really drunk the drinks were 25 dollars per drink for a double i mean what is that it's 20 points i guess that's kind of what you would expect but i don't know i was like kind of blown away by that but um i got drunk when i was there i had a lot of fun my highlights the people i saw were probably like Metro Boomin was so good, which like I'm not a big fan of him, but he brought out like Twenty One Savage the weekend. That was amazing. I Dominic Fike, but again, not a big fan of him whatsoever. Like, don't really listen to his music, but now I'm a fan because he put on an incredible show and he is the sexiest man I've ever seen in my life. Bakar as well, also one of my favorites, only because like I think he was the only person I went to see that I actually knew his songs. I didn't really know the songs of many other people performing except what I thought I I, I thought my favorite was going to be Frank Ocean no I am by no means bashing him because he has gone through a lot and I think if I went through what he went through I wouldn't have even been there in the first place so props to him for even going in the first place he probably shouldn't have like upon reflection probably shouldn't have like accepted it probably shouldn't have agreed to do the be the headliner but also he just probably thought he was ready so I do not judge whatsoever but I mean, that's kind of like the talk of the town is like the Frank Ocean performance at the minute. It was like the end of the the last day. So it was the third day. I Oh, that's the other thing. With Coachella is like you go to the actual festival quite late, like 6 p.m., which is nice because, I mean, well, you can go at 12, but no one really does. And it's like the acts like b- between 12 and 5 are not. Well, I mean, you never know. I didn't know anyone performing between 12 and 5. but So I would always go like 5 or 6, um, which is quite nice as well because you kind of miss the like heat, the, 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 you know what I mean, when it's really, really warm. And then you would spend a couple of hours there and then you would go to like after parties. But these parties aren't like house parties or like in a club. They're literally like like other festivals. They're all outdoors. It's really, it, it, like, the after party is really fun but because, like, they start at, like, 12 because it takes so long to get out of the festival. There's a lot of traffic and, like, getting Ubers can be really, really difficult. So it takes so long to get out that the, people don't actually go to the parties until, like, 12 or 1 and people stay at them until, like, 6 a.m. So, like, I, I did that for three nights in a row. Three nights? Two nights, maybe. Um, Which is really rare for me. Like, I'm usually a one-night wonder. But I went out. I went out until 6 a.m., or like, maybe not six a.m. Maybe like four, um, three nights in a row, and I had I, I I literally like I had a great time. I was never like oh like I can't do this today. I just want to lie in bed. Like I got up every day and did it. I was really really proud of myself. Anyway, by the end of the third day, the is it the mor- morale is running low. Is that a saying? I feel like it might be. Um, uh, everyone's a little bit tired. I'd been on my feet for a long time because I went quite early on the last day. Um. At night time, because it's in the desert, it does start to get a little bit cold. So everyone was a little bit cold. But you know what? Everyone was pushing through because Frank Ocean was fucking headlining. I was so excited. Like, he is probably, probably not my favorite, but probably one of my favorite artists, like, of all time. And um, we all get there. I think he's meant to come on at 10. So we got there a little bit early and we were, like, it, we were packed in, like, fucking sardines. I had an artist wristband, luckily, which was really good because it means that, like, you know when you're like when you see videos like celebrities at festivals and they're always like right near the front and you're like how the fuck did you do that like Justin Bieber will be like front row and it's like you know Justin Bieber wasn't fucking queuing up by the barriers like how how is he there there's basically like a little section there's like the stage and then a section and then the like general admission bit and that section is the artist pass 
So because I, I I had the artist pass, I was like, oh, this is like amazing. Like I'm actually going to be close to Frank Ocean. And like, usually it's not that like packed in there as well. Like you're you're able to fully move around, which is quite rare at a festival. Like usually you're like, especially if Frank Ocean's playing, you're packed in like sardines. But anyway, I got to the fest, the, to the artist bit and even it was like packed. Like I could not move. I, I was like, you know, I'm this is something I'm really bad at with festivals I like get really um sensitive when people elbow me and it's like something you kind of just have to like get over but I take it really personally and I actually had an experience at Frank Ocean so right as I was saying like things were tensions were high at this point because he's went to coming on at 10 and it got to like 11 and then he still hadn't come on and people were just getting really restless and you people were just over it at this point I think because it's just the last the last act I had a really bad experience like in the crowd and I actually like I, I wrote down on my snapchat what happened because I wanted to remember to tell you guys cause I was so fucking pissed off and um, so I was like standing at the back of the artist section like just like just beside the gate to get in and my friend was trying to get into the artist section but he didn't have a band so I was like I I, I was literally like five meters away from the gate so I left my friend that I was with and I just walked five meters, gave him my like my band off my wrist, gave it to him and then was like walking back in to be with my friends because obviously like I'm not gonna, like I had to be with my friends. There was like five of us together and there was this like line of girls, probably like th- like three people behind where my like where I was trying to go, like my friends and they were all linked arms and it was just all these little like fucking blonde girls, like linked arms. Not like I like I'm not trying to be mean to blonde girls. I also was once a blonde girl. I'm just trying to set the scene here. So they're all stood there, linked arms like this, and I was like, oh, hi. like I'm so I'm so polite. Like I was like, oh hi. Like is there any way I could um squeeze through? I'm just trying to get to my friends. They're just there, and they're like, no, I think we're all with our friends here. And I was like, what? I was honestly I, t- I was taken aback because like if I'm with my friends and one person. It's like, like clearly on their fucking own. And it's like, I need to like, I, I wasn't even with the person that I gave my band to. Like he, he wasn't with me. Like I was on my own completely. And I was like, oh, like, like I'm, I'm not trying to like stand in front of you. Like I'm just, I'm on my own. I need to get to my friends. And she's like, well, you should have thought about that. And I'm the least confidential person ever, but I was like, can I just get, can I please just get through? She's like, no. It was not, it was, I know that to some people listening to this, you might not think that's that, that's that bad, but I was literally on the brink of tears. I was like, what have I ever done to you? Like, you're horrible. Fucking, oh my God. And I'm not a violent person whatsoever. Like, at that point, like, I feel like usually I would just kind of like try find another way around the whole situation. But I was just like, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> I was fuming. Like, I'm sorry. If... If you're at a festival with your friends and there's like someone on their own that needs to get to like their friends, a, a girl on their own, like you should help them. You should be nice to them. Maybe that's like a British thing. But anyway, I was fuming. So I literally just barged into her. Like I was like not violent. Like I didn't fucking push her, but I just elbowed. Like, yeah, I, I was kind of, I was kind of violent. Something came over me, but also like I, I could have done a lot worse. I could have fucking smacked her. I was so angry. Anyway, I got through got to my friends at about half 11 frank ocean came on i was very very happy just like like you know when like the the lights go down you're like woo and then he just like never really came out to be honest he just like stood behind the screen oh i also have another thing written down on my snapchat here so the first thing is girls won't let me through 
like this i'm riding this in the frank ocean crowd so it doesn't really make sense girls won't let me through and stepping on top of me this is the other thing so then i'm like with my friends like finally the lights go down he starts playing a song like, he, he's not playing he literally just like was playing his songs through speakers and um, the mic was off and i was like you know like woo and we were all packed like sardines. Like, I was not fucking dancing about or anything. It's not like I was moving. I wasn't drunk as well. I was completely sober at this point. And someone behind me, this, like, American girl, I was like, I'm not going to do that. And she's like, would you mind stepping forward? Like, you're literally stepping on top of me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I hate Americans sometimes. They can be so rude. Like, if someone was like, you know, that's happened to me a lot. A lot. I don't go to a lot of festivals, but like, you know, at concerts, like sometimes people are in front of you and it can be annoying, but you can just be like, I mean, I wouldn't fucking say anything. I'd be like, oh, we're all having a good time here. I'll take a step back, you know, or like maybe if I really wanted to say anything, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But like, you keep stepping on top of me. Like, is it like, I'm just, does it hurt to be fucking nice? Oh, Americans need smacked around the face sometimes. Like, why be so rude? So, like, that's why I take it, like, really, like, and I, I never experienced anything like that at Glastonbury. Like, that, those two things happened within five minutes of each other. And I was, it just made me so angry. Anyway, I'm going to tell you more about my festival, my Coachella experiences and, like, my do's and don'ts and tips and, like, the people I saw. Because... Did I see? I saw, I saw so many people that I can't wait to tell you more. I'm going to tell you about it in my mini monologue because I feel like I'm just like, I've just like talked about Coachella way too much right now and like I need to like get over it. Um, So I need a little break before I tell you about all the people I saw, but I had a great time. Um, All in all, it's, it's odd. Like when people, when you look at the crowds, like no one's really moving. Like no one looks like they're actually having that much fun, but I had a lot of fun and I was there with all my friends. So of course I was going to have fun. But it was definitely a very interesting experience. But I wanted to ask you guys about like what your festival plans are this summer. Because I actually don't have any festivals planned this summer. I would love to go back to Glastonbury again. So that's like my only plan, even though I have not got a ticket. Gonna try source one. But I wanted to ask you guys what your festival plans are this summer. And if you have any like tips and tricks or do's and don'ts or any funny stories about festivals. Let's see what you guys said. Oh my god. My friend replied to my, my question on my story saying, I saw two girls get pushed over in a portaloo and they came out in white outfits, fully brown. The portaloos, like the toilets at festivals are a humbling experience, to be honest. They are really like not nice at all. I am really considering getting a shiwi. If you don't know what a shiwi is, it's like a, I don't know, just look it up. But, like, I just think that will be the, like, that will heighten my festival experiences this summer, like, by a million percent. If I don't have to, like, I'm, I hate squatting in toilets. It's just really stressful and it's not nice. So, like, having it, and, like, also the queue for toilets is insane. So, if you had a shiwi and you're wearing a skirt, you could just fucking go anywhere. That's, like, that's definitely something I'm thinking of doing. And, like, also at Glastonbury, you know, my one thing I was really impressed with at Coachella was they always had toilet roll in the portaloos, whereas at Glastonbury, like, after the first probably hour of the five day, four or five days that you're there, um, there's no toilet roll in any single portaloo. Like, if you want to have toilet roll at Glastonbury or... I'm sure it's like this at a lot of English festivals. You just need to bring it. You just need to bring your own roll. Um, so if you're on your period as well, it's fucked. 
I actually got my period uh, the first day of Coachella. Like, like I woke up to to go the first day and I had my period. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, this this was the first period I had had since I got my copper coil removed. And when I had my copper coil, I told you guys, it was, like, the most debilitating thing ever. Like, if I got my period, like, you wouldn't be seeing me for a week. Like, it was just so bad. The cramps were terrible. It was... I was losing so much blood, right? And I woke up on the first day of Coachella with my period and I was like, oh shit, like this is gonna make my festival experience so bad because I genuinely like, I'm so used to like it ruining my week and it was so good. Lasted two days. It was a fucking breeze. And I was like, why did I not take my copper coil out sooner? It just reminded me of how much I hate the fucking copper coil. So I said my tip is to eat lots and sleep lots. I agree. I always eat a lot at festivals. However, I wouldn't rely on the festival food there. I was really disappointed by the food. Uh, I actually, I didn't eat. I didn't buy any food. Uh, I did eat. I didn't buy any food though at Coachella. Like I ate at my hotel before and after. Um, Because I hate buying food from festivals. It's so expensive and it's always quite mediocre I find. So if I could give you any piece of advice, I went to Glastonbury last year and I didn't bring a single morsel of food with me. I just bought everything there and it was always so disappointing and I spent so much money. But my friend Mia was there and they brought like, um, her and her friends brought like cereal bars. They brought pot noodles because you can just go to one of the like kiosks and ask for hot water to put like in your pot noodle. And they brought like loads of fruit and crisps and I was just so jealous of them they also brought their own drinks and it's gonna be so annoying bringing it and like having to like bring it from like the car park like where you get dropped off like all the way to your tent but I do think it it's very very worth it like I'm definitely gonna like that that's a a trick that Mia taught me that I'm definitely gonna do this year if I'm lucky enough to go back to Glastonbury okay that is all we have time for today but keep an eye out for Friday's mini monologue because I'm going to tell you more about my Coachella experience and my celeb spotting I did at Coachella. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as a producer and Maeve Schaffer as the editor. And from Spotify, the executive producer is Rihanna Coleman. 